Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Single Seater Space podcast with me, James Scott, Single Seater Space's lead editor, and we are only 10 days out from Formula One's much-anticipated return in 2024. And as we are recording this, testing is going on in Bahrain. And you would normally be expecting Single Seater Space's Formula One and Formula E editor, Taryn Glazebrook, to be joining me on this week's episode. However, we have a very special guest guest Taryn is not around this week um, we messed up the timings so instead I am joined by John Warren who has written for single seater space before in December 2022 but is making his first appearance on the podcast John it's lovely to have you here how are you I'm very well thank you um it's good to be on I think it's my first time on the podcast as you said I've written for the uh for the site once I think I think I still have the password so I could write again if I wanted to maybe I will but yeah, a I'm much good. anticipated return. That's that's what we want. Um, yeah, so uh, John is a, a little a little celebrity in the uh, in the F1 YouTube community. You probably know him as John Warren on YouTube, and um, yeah, I've had the privilege to have him on Single Seater Space on the website before. Um, me and John have also done lots of collaborative work in other different bits and pieces, but it's the first time that we've recorded together on a podcast, which seems rather strange. But um, yeah, we are getting into uh, testing at the moment, and with the release of all the cars on track for the first time today we thought we'd rank how good we think the cars look because you know there's only so much you can take from testing and i suspect we'll preview that next week before we get into the crux of the season so this week we're just going to get into how good we think the cars look and we've got a wonderful little tier list with five tiers in it we've got s tier a tier b tier c tier and the bin um and uh yeah john would you like to tell us what cars you put in the bin tier for uh, the 2024 livery ranking? I have only got one car in the bin, and it is quite possibly the worst-looking F1 car I have ever seen. Uh, and that would be the state car. It, the the colour combination, you know, I know it's I know it's your colours, James, from back in your YouTube days, but it just doesn't look very nice. It looks cartoony. It looks like a My Team livery. No offence. Um, but... <laughs> It's just really, really bad. So that is firmly in the bin. If there was a lower tier, it would be in it. Uh, you see, John, what you're also forgetting is that the uh, the single seater space logo is almost those colours as well. Um, but yeah, I, I had to say on the car, with the colours that they've got, they could have done it much better than they have. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of the colours. That's why when I created Single Seater Space, that was the uh, that was the logo that we went for. But um, yeah, uh, it, it doesn't it hasn't gone brilliantly. Um, I have it in C tier. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get there. But um, in my bin, I've been pretty harsh. I've got the Haas car and the Alpine car. Um, I do say the Alpine looks bereft of paint. It almost looks uh, unrecognisably like an Alpine car. Um, if you look at the comparison from 2023 to 2024, they're looks like there is literally nothing resembling a 2023 Alpine at all and if you think back to their 2021 livery looking like one of the most gorgeous F1 cars of the modern era um to go to what they've got now is uh, a real disappointment and then the Haas car just looks like exposed carbon with a slash of red and a splash of white um John, maybe when we talk about cars that have a lot of exposed carbon on do you reckon that perhaps is an indication that the team is uh, very 
uh, very unoptimistic for 2024 and they're looking to just do as much weight saving as possible because they realise it's going to be a long and difficult season for them. Definitely. I mean, you look at teams like Red Bull and Ferrari and, and to an extent Aston Martin as well and you see their, their cars are pretty much 100% painted. But then you look further down the grid, you've got teams like, like Haas and, and like Steak and to a degree also McLaren. Um, where there's pretty much no paint on them at all. And it really does say a lot about, you know, if they're trying to get those really, really fine margins and just not bother painting the car, then obviously they're nervous about their performance and they think they can't afford to paint it. But then again, it, it might just be a, a preference. Um, teams like Red Bull need to build an identity um, and they they could save uh, a bit of uh, time on a, on a lap by not painting their car as well. So I suppose it both works both ways. But for sure, I mean, when you look down the grid and you see that most of the cars are just black carbon fiber, it says a lot. Um, and I, I think especially teams like Haas and Stake, they're probably not that confident um, for their season's chances. And I'm certainly not confident in them. So... Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I don't think anybody at Haas is confident. I mean, at their launch, Ayao Komatsu, their new team principal, was uh, pretty pretty clear in saying that we expect to be plumb last come Bahrain. And uh, I know when F1 rejected Andretti's um, bid to become a new Formula One team, they said that you know competitiveness is key, and they didn't expect Andretti to be competitive. But that's all well and good saying that. Well, when you have a team that knows they are going to be right at the very back for the start of 2024. Um, and also, just on your point there, could you imagine the outrage if there was a a black Ferrari with just highlights of red? That would perhaps go terribly badly with the uh, Tifosi in Maranello. Maranello would probably be stormed by a mob of. Uh, angry Italians if that had happened. Right, should we get into the C tier then? John, would you like to tell me what liveries you believe are below average but um, uh, unoffensive and, you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt to see them? Yeah, so for me, my C tier is your bin. Um, I've got Alpine and Haas in there. Um, Alpine, for me, I think it looks okay from the side. Um, you can see a bit more of the colour and I do like the way that they've worked in the carbon fibre. But from the front, it just looks awful. And... And that's in both liveries. I know they've released both a, this sort of more pink one and a more blue one, but both of them do genuinely not look very good. Um, so for me, it's it's okay. From the side, it's raised away, uh, raised out of the bin because from the side, it does look all right for me. Um, and the Haas, the same. I do quite like the way that they've applied the Haas logo on the side of the car. Um, I think, I don't know what it is about it, but the way it sort of wraps around the sidepod, I think that is quite nice. And the colours I'm a fan of, I like black, I like red, and I like white. So they work well together. Um, but Haas, for me especially, it feels like they've just been on a downward trajectory with their liveries ever since the sort of the rich energy days when that was one of my favourite F1 liveries of all time. And then 2020 was pretty good as well. Um, 2021, it was, it was all right. And then 2022 and 2023, they've been you know, acceptable. And then this is this is the worst one I've ever seen. So I'm, I'm fully expecting to be putting the Haas car in the bin next year. Um, but like I said, it's not bad. It, it does the job, it's livery, you can tell it's a Haas. But it's not very interesting. 
How about you? Fortunately for them, we won't be seeing it very much on the screen. And if we will, it's because Kevin Magnussen has hit a barrier rather than actually performing at a reasonably high level. Um, yeah, uh, I, with the with the idea that they're going to be finishing plum last for the majority of uh, 2024. Yeah, we will probably only see them if one of them is out causing yellow flags and safety cars. Um, I'm in agreement with you. The colours of the Haas have the blueprints be really nice, but as I say, yeah, they've been on a downward spiral. I was a big fan of the. Uh, 2018 livery that sort of grayy red um that uh was it was much it, well, that was probably when they were at their peak um in terms of in formula one as well as also in terms of designing liveries um i liked the white liveries that they had in 2021 and 2022 but uh yeah this is just sort of slowly um slowly deteriorating year upon year um the other car that i've got in my seat here because i had stake in my seat here and you've already expressed your uh your disapproval at the the stake livery um i've got williams um it looks like uh, they've just popped a Duracell battery on top of a blue car, which is all right. It's unoffensive. I don't mind it. The My Protein logo looks quite like a Greg's logo. Uh, and as I currently reside in the northeast of England, you know, we have Greg's all around. So, um, yeah, uh, that also, uh, that also, you know, strikes a, strikes a, a nice chord with me. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I think the Williams is kind of the epitome of being unoffensive. Um, it's okay. It looks fine. Uh, what do you think about the uh, the Williams car? I had the Williams in B. Um, I do agree with you. It looks like a Duracell battery on a blue car. But I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I like the colours and it is sort of what Williams have built up as their brand identity. And I like the Duracell battery. It's a cool touch. It looks... Objectively, it doesn't look very good, but when you, when you like think about it in in terms of a branding perspective, it's pretty cool. Um, I I was between B and C uh, for Williams. I put Williams in B, um, but it could very easily have dropped down to C had I liked the uh, the Alpine livery a little bit less. Um, yeah, it's okay. Does the job. I don't mind it. Um, I like I like that it's got the sort of uh, geometric pattern towards the back. But again, I don't think we're going to be seeing much of it this year. So, uh, you know, if, if we don't like it, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, that is that is very true. And actually, um, you pick up on that because James Vowles has been very vocal during the offseason, actually talking about the wholesale changes that he's making at Williams. Um, uh, we've actually probably both got testing on at the moment. James Vowles is being interviewed by uh, Laura Winter at the moment. Um, obviously got it on mute. But um, he's been very clear in saying that, you know, Williams at the moment, they don't care what happens in 24. They don't really care what happens in 25. It's all about 2026 for them. They're making wholesale changes changes in the factory outside and you know he's been very clear in saying what we did yesterday is no longer good enough and what we do today will not be good enough tomorrow so yeah for the Williams team it looks like lots of changes are coming and John I wanted to ask you about this because we often think like the Williams livery kind of changes every couple of years or so um it's quite interesting then uh, they almost struggle to have kind of an identity I guess um, and they're very they're very sort of brand dependent with their livery whereas if you compare that to the other sort of key staples in Formula 1 you've got your Williams your Ferrari and your McLaren your Ferrari is always scarlet red um, and then they make adjustments here and there McLaren for um, McLaren again also been quite brand um, brand heavy but they've sort of reverted to their papaya ever since 2017 and that has kind of stuck whereas Williams have sort of gone all over the shop we had the martini white even before then they were sponsored by martini it was just dark blue and then we had the pdvsa and then after martini stopped sponsoring we had the toothpaste 
coloured rocket car, and now we've got sort of the uh, this dullish dark blue. Um, do you think that's somewhere that Williams need to kind of look at and go, you know, what is our brand identity? What are our brand colours? And maybe they can stick to that a bit further? Yeah, I do. And, and I think the blue is is their brand colour. But I fully agree with you. You know, you, you look back at Williams of uh, Williams cars of old, you see like the Rothmans of, of the late 90s. And then you've got the uh, more recently, you've got the Martini cars. Um, they are very brand dependent. And I think that's a really good thing if you're a brand looking to sponsor Williams. You know, you see this this team that's willing to mould its identity around you. Um, and it's a goldmine. Um, similarly, in fact, with Haas, um, when, you know, Rich Energy came in and their car went entirely Rich Energy colour scheme. Um, but for Williams, I do think they, they're getting there with building this brand. I think the blue is their colour. Um, for as long as I can remember, I've always associated like this sort of uh, sort of darkish blue with Williams. Um, I'm not sure, not really sure why I just have. Um, but, you know, it does still feel a little bit brand dependent. I think the livery wouldn't look as complete without the uh, the Duracell battery on the top. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're getting there. And I, I they need a few more years to keep painting their cars blue and maybe maybe put splashes of, of other colors in there as well. Um, but it's, I don't know, I, I do, I fully agree that they sort of lack an identity, but I think every other team on the grid, to a degree, has some sort of identity now. Yeah, I'd agree with you, especially considering that when they rocked up to pre-season testing in 2014, the car was dark blue. It was plain dark blue, and actually they were quickest then. Um, and then in 2014, they were sponsored by Martini, and suddenly that dark blue was was changed to this icy white colour with um, with flashes of Martini blue and red. But yeah, um, I guess for a team that needs the sponsorship, um, you know, they've had all of these eras, and it's not like there aren't iconic Williams cars, it's just, I guess, maybe looking at the branding. Right, I think we're in agreement that our top six are identical, so we're getting into the, the good stuff now. Um, in my B tier, uh, I've got Red Bull, which I think are in your B tier as well. Um, we talk about that. Uh, it's a Red Bull. It's it's unoffensive. They've masked the bare carbon quite well around the side pods. Um, it's got yellow and red on it. Uh, I guess what really more did we expect? Yeah, fully agreed. I think the Red Bull car this year, you know, the shape of it is not my favourite. Um, obviously, you know, anything in, in favour of performance. But I think the livery itself doesn't suit the 2024 uh, Red Bull RB20 as well as it did the RB19 and the RB18 which were for me probably A tier or S tier cars um, but yeah James like you said it's it's a kind of dark blue car with yellow and red um, you know it's a good livery and it will stand the test of time I'm sure looking back in 20 years everyone's going to see that car and go oh that's a Red Bull and and it'll probably look exactly the same as the RB40 um, it's it's a good livery I think it is Um it, it drops marks, one, because of the, the shape of the car and also because it's the same livery. Um, and I would like to see a bit of innovation from them. I mean, all throughout the build-up to the pre-season test, they were showing off their testing liveries and it would be really nice to just see them, you know, even just for three days, just show up with a car that is like black and white or, or dark blue and red, um, like they did in, in 2019 and 2018 and I believe also 2016. Um, it would be nice to see some of that. Um, so they do drop marks for the ingenuity, but it's an okay livery. Does the job, not too bad. Yeah, B tier. Again, unoffensive, um, and but uh, sort of a little uninspiring. But 
as you say, it, the, when you talked about building a brand, it is definitely a Red Bull car. And the nice thing is, it is very painted as well. They've hidden the carbon fiber, I think, quite neatly. Um, but yeah, it is. It is just a just a Red Bull car, um, and you know, one that will probably be on screen. Um, well, I was going to say on screen quite a lot, but actually, when you think about it, if Max Verstappen is driving away from the rest of the pack like he did last year, it might not actually be on the screen um, so much. But Yes, I was thinking that I felt a little disappointed just because I think this year is their 20th anniversary of being yeah. in F1. So maybe having some flashes of a bit of purple, a bit of infinity purple from the early 2010s or, you know, something that maybe just sort of defined the Red Bull for what the Red Bull kind of used to be, I guess. Um, maybe a little bit more white uh, on, the, on the car again from the, the late 2000s. But, you know, it's unoffensive and, uh, and, and it is a Red Bull. Um, right. Uh, I've got Aston Martin in B tier, but I know you've put it much, much higher. Um... What, what, why, why have you put it sort of near the top? And then I'll get into kind of why it's just, it's just an Aston Martin for me. Um, go on. I, I think the Aston Martin livery is perfect. I mean, I, I agree with you. It is just an Aston Martin, but I think the color on that car is just fantastic and it suits the car so well. You know, it, it, it flows with the curves of the car. It looks fast, even when it's standing still. And I think although there isn't much sort of design to the car, it just works. It's it's got those little flashes of the uh, of the fluorescent green, which is uh, quite reminiscent of uh, their their GTE car from like around twenty eighteen and onwards. Um, I just think it's a really good livery, and I like the way that they've uh, they they haven't shied away from using carbon fiber. I think of the my top three or four liveries, they are using the most carbon fiber, but they've worked it in in a way that actually does look good. It, it looks like it's a deliberately painted black part of the car, and I I think for that you know it gets the extra marks for not just throwing carbon fiber at a car that doesn't need it just to make it a little bit faster they've really thought about it and i, I do like that the aramco livery on the back of the on, of the rear wing looks terrible fully um against that but the rest of the car you know it's quite nice i like the black front wing as well um i think it's just a, a really solid livery I just think it misses some flashes of colour. You remember when uh, Aston Martin came in in 2021, they had the pink on the car, and then that changed to the cognizant green for 2022 and 2023. I do just kind of miss those highlights of the uh, of the lime green, and it kind of made the the British racing green stand out a little bit more. But as you say, they've hidden the carbon fibre really well, and the British racing green is such an iconic colour that um, an Aston Martin car will always look fast. Um, and uh, yeah, there'll be a team expecting big things this year in uh, in 2024. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about them in in next week's preview. Um, I think we both got. Have you got McLaren in the A tier? Um, because I, have not. I do. Uh, where's 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 your McLaren? McLaren for me is in B tier. Um, oh, we'll definitely talk about them then. Sorry, I thought I thought it was higher than that. Um, McLaren, uh, mine's in A tier at the bottom of the A tier, but you've got it in B tier. Um, any thoughts? It's it does the job. I really liked the blue on the McLaren. So I know it was quite controversial. Um, I saw a lot of criticism for it online. Um, they said it went against the brand identity, but I think actually having that extra accent color really made those liveries look good. And I think without that, it is just orange and black, which is good for a special livery like they ran, I believe, in Singapore last year. But for for a whole season, I don't know. It just it, it's it's quite a simple design. There's a lot of carbon fiber involved. 
Um, but it is a good colour. I like the colour, and I like the way that they've um, angled the, uh, the the flashes of papaya in such a way that it it, it reminisces of the uh, of the uh, old MP44 and and cars around that era. Um, so it does it does get the extra marks for that. But yeah, like I said, you know, it misses that accent colour, and I I think the way that the the chrome logo has works in at the um, at the uh, the side of the car doesn't quite work for me but i do really like those chrome wheel covers i think they are they are quite cool um but yeah it's it's a good livery it's just not one of my favorites yeah uh, i'm a uh I, i'm a, i'm an agreeer in the fact that i don't think the the chrome wheel covers are great i'm actually not a fan of wheel covers really in general i think these tires would look awesome without the wheel covers on i saw a Definitely. thing like what they look like what they look like underneath and yeah um I, I think they'd look so much better without the wheel covers um but yeah i'm agreeing with the aston martin i do think it's quite clever how the proportions that they put on the car um in terms of where they've angled the papyrus stuff is identical to the way that the uh mp44 was done with the white and red and so now it's um black and papaya so i think that's quite quite neat um uh, but yeah, as you say, it is definitely recognised by McLaren. It's gone with their brand colours from about 2017. So yeah, it's uh, it's a nice looking car. Um, I think we'll talk about Visa next. Whatever, every single sponsor. It's Visa Cash App RB. Um, yeah, I'm just going to call them Visa this year. I've seen V Carb. Not a fan of that at all. No. Um, uh, I think I think we'll, I think we'll just call them Visa for the sake of making this easy at the moment. Uh, um, I, I like it. I put it at the bottom of my S tier, but I think you've got it a bit lower, so I've chosen to choose it now. Um, it's fully painted, and I'm getting flashes, although it doesn't quite... It will never be the greatest livery that we've seen in the last 10 years, the 2017 Toro Rosso. But I see flashes of that car coming out. Um, yeah, it looks nice, doesn't it, the Visa car? Yeah, definitely. Um I almost put this up into S tier. I wanted to um, not just have one car alone in the A tier, so I, I brought it down to A. Um, reason being, I, I'm not really a fan of the way the sort of there's a like a bar of white and red um, that runs along sort of the side um, of the car, um, just just behind the uh, the front wheels. I'm not really a fan of how that's integrated. But other than that, the livery is really really good. I love the red halo. Really really reminiscent of. Uh, of the Toro Rosso days from the onboard view. Um, and I, I like the way that the Visa logo has been implemented. I love the Chrome. It, it all works together really well. Um, there are, yeah, like I said, there are, there are flashes of, of bits that I don't like, but looking at the whole car overall, it's really nice. It's really nice to look at. I love that color of blue. And yeah, like you said, it's a fully painted car, which it, it's stupid that we're, we're happy to, to celebrate that a car is painted. Um, but it is something to be to be proud of for the uh, whatever we want to call it RB team, um, and yeah, I, I think it's really good. Like I said, nearly nearly an S tier for me. Um, it just falls short because of the ones ahead of it, really. Yeah, I think I think if we didn't want to crowd the the S tier too much, there's certainly some some really good liveries on here. And actually, um, before we go any further, I'm just going to apologise to Aston Martin. Uh, in the renders, I didn't actually see any of the uh, lime lime uh, highlights that I talked about. Um, they're definitely on the car this year. There's some quite striking uh, lime bits and pieces, as uh, I've just seen Lance Stroll go off at turn yeah, ten. I've just so yeah, it's 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 definitely it's definitely got some uh, got some lime on it. So. 
I apologise. Um, maybe I could have put them a bit higher, but uh, yeah, really, uh, it is it is a it is a good looking racing car. And uh, I guess with with the, I just wish with the Visa car instead of going with the white, they'd gone with silver because the bull on the side of the car is silver, but then it's got a lot of white outlines. If it had all been silver, I think that would have worked perfectly. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, we can we can only live in hope. Um, right, my number one is the Ferrari, but I believe your number one is the Mercedes. It is. So let's let's talk Ferrari first. Um, I I think it's a fully painted Ferrari, and I love the new accents, the with the white and the yellow. And the nice thing is, I also like the new race suits. They no longer look longer look like they work in McDonald's, and they uh, actually look like um, they actually look like a serious organization. Um, yeah, well, what are your your opinions uh, on the Ferrari? Um, it, it's it's fully painted, which is which is good. But uh, anything else? It's a red car. I mean, it's a fully red car, which is lovely to see. Um, flashes of carbon again, but you know that's uh, that's how how it goes uh, in twenty twenty four. But the the way the carbon's been integrated again looks pretty good. I'm a fan of the white and the yellow. I'm not really sure of the. Um, it looks almost like a pinstripe that they've got down the side pod. I'm not a f- huge fan of where that's placed. I would have much rather it ran sort of along the top of the side pod or along the body of the car in some way. Um, but overall, I, I do really like the livery. Um, I put it in A tier. I'm not really sure of the... Um, in, in the front wing, one of the elements is painted red, which doesn't really make any sense to me. I, you know, either paint the whole thing or paint none of it at all. Um, I, I think it's a bit wishy-washy and... Just feels like you know we have to make the car red, but we don't want to uh, we don't want to compromise performance, which is absolutely fair enough. But I I don't know, just it's neither here nor there. Um, I love the red wheel covers as well. Um, they're one of the very few teams actually that we've got this year that are really really utilising the uh, the wheel covers. You you know you've got teams like RB and uh, the other RB uh, has to a degree as well. Aston Martin and Mercedes, they've all just got plain black wheel covers. Um, but Ferrari have really, really made that part of their design. And I think without it, it would it would look far less interesting. Um, aside from that, it is just a Ferrari. It's a good looking car. Um, I do wish it was gloss, not matte. Um, but aside from that, nothing really to complain about. It's, it, it's again, like the... Um, the racing bulls car has just been beaten by the ones ahead of it. Yeah, um, I mean, for me, I really like the Ferrari, and I actually think that I much prefer the sort of white and yellow trims as opposed to the black ones. Um, if you compare it to, say, the Ferrari from last year, definitely, which had a bit more black on it, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this one, and it almost reminds me a little bit, I guess, of the 2016 Ferrari, which had pretty much um, a white engine cover, which was controversial to say the least between the Tifosi, but I was a big fan. Um, but yeah, no, you are right. It is just a Ferrari. I guess it's impossible for Ferrari to make a bad-looking car unless they take inspiration from their 2021 design, which had sort of oh, uh, fade, a fade to burgundy on the back <laughs> with then a bright green Mission Winnow... Mi- is it Mission Winnow logo? Yeah, or, or, was... I, I always thought it was Win now, but apparently it's Winnow. Yeah, it, it, whatever it was, it looked hideous. Um so so uh yeah the the ferrari um I, it's a it's a good looking it's a good looking ferrari um not that there are many bad looking ones but uh yeah i i i personally love it right so the one that has caused the most sort of eyebrow raising not only um with its tech spec but also with uh with how it looks um mercedes couldn't decide whether they wanted lewis hamilton's final mercedes to be silver or black so in the end they made it both 
And um, yeah, uh, it's got a controversial front wing design as well. Uh, in my eyes, it looks like the W10, but with more sort of paint savings. They weren't able to paint loads of cool stars on it and make the fade from silver to black a bit sort of smoother. Um, and it looks, a we were talking off air, it looks a little bit like the uh, Formula E car, but it does look like a very, very sleek racing car, doesn't it, John? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is my favourite livery for sure this year. Um not really a fan of it from the side profile. It's just a black car, really. You can't see any of the silver. But from the front, my God, does it look good. Um, I love the way that they've integrated the, uh, the the Patronus color into the nose, which I don't think we've seen before, or I certainly haven't seen since sort of the the early Mercedes is, uh, you know, 2012, 2013, around that kind of era. Um, the Ineos red for me this year looks good as well. Um in in years of late, it has just looked like they've just whacked it on the uh, on the airbox because they've been contractually obliged to. But this year, it looks like they've genuinely thought about it. Um, the shape of the car itself, you know, gone are those ugly zero pods, and it's a proper looking F one car now. The nose looks good, and I love the way that they've got that cut away on the front wing with that really thin legality element to generate almost like a a Y two fifty vortex. Um, just looks fantastic. The whole car on the, on the car. Or on a show car, the livery is just perfect, and I'm a, I'm an enormous fan of it. Um, I literally have nothing bad to say about the Mercedes. Um, it's it's just a really really good looking race car. It is, and they normally say if it looks fast, it is fast. But um, that the proof will be in the pudding, I think, with the uh, Mercedes car. Um, having actually seen them out on uh, track whilst we've been recording this, looking at the um, things, uh, I'm still a massive fan of the Visa. Uh, the Aston has gone up a little bit in my initially quite harsh harsh estimations, um, but other than that, I think that and actually the Haas, there was a little bit more white than I initially anticipated. I think it looks slightly better. Maybe I'll take it out the bin and just uh, leave Alpine there to rot. In its in itself, but um, yeah, uh, uh, the the steak car. Uh, I know you're not a fan, but it just gives me a load of nostalgia. And um, the single seater space logo is, of course, that color of green as well. So that is um, uh, that is yeah. What what we've been what we've graded the liveries as. Um, John, any any words from you? Um, I'm not sure uh, how soon we'll have you back on the single seater space podcast. We've we've really enjoyed it. Um, we have to get you back on very soon. But um, any words from you about the upcoming season? What you think might happen? Any sort of bold out there predictions that we can then hold uh, hold you to on, as we're recording this on the 21st of February? Well, I think we all know who's going to win the championship. Um... I think everything else is going to be quite interesting. I, I think Mercedes could for sure win a race this year. Um, and actually, uh, as you mentioned, with the um, with the Haas um, growing on you a little bit um, while we, while you're watching them in person, same for me has the state car. Um, done enough so, I think, to raise it out of the bin and put it into C tier. So a, a huge honour, I'm sure. Um, still not a huge fan of the way the colours are integrated, but it looks better in person. And so, you know, I've got to give credit where it's due. Um, but in terms of season predictions, I think last place is going to be Haas. First place is going to be Red Bull. Everything in between, I think, is up for grabs. Um, I don't, I don't think there is a team in the middle of them that is um, any particular favourite to be last or first. Um, for sure, I think a, a team like McLaren or even Williams, with their big upgrade package that's come this year, can't be ruled out of being sort of top four or top three even. Alpine, I hope they finish last and that livery doesn't show up on my TV. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I don't know. I'm just really excited to see to see how this season goes. 
Um, how about you? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an air of anticipation um, when I've been talking to different people about who they believe will be in second. Um, I've I had uh, it's a toss up essentially between Mercedes, McLaren, and Ferrari, and I've seen lots of different people saying lots of different things. I have backed Ferrari, but. Um, I don't know. That could just be blind delusion um, and the hope that then they'll be competitive in 2025 when Lewis Hamilton moves across. But who knows? I I am looking at that Alpine front wing and thinking, core, that nose is really, really terribly white. (laughs) It is quite ugly. So... It's so ugly. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I like I like Alpine kind of as an organisation, but the car does not look good. Um, yeah, sorry guys, that's uh, that's that's just my opinion, and uh, I think my opinion is shared with multiple other people. Um, that's all we've got time for this week on the Single Seater Space podcast. Thank you so much to John Warren for joining me on this episode. I've been James Scott. This has been the Single Seater Space podcast, and we will see you next week. Goodbye.